And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, the key to the following of the Jobinian adventure is understanding these four things. I'm going to tell you right now, you've got to understand these things. Must, 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 must. Number one, in the beginning of this process, Job was clueless. Can you relate? Number two, Job did not curse God. Oh, that's good. Number three, Job failed to justify God, but he justified himself. And number four, the trials of chapters one and two are over at the beginning of chapter three. The contest has come to a close. Got that? Ta-da! It's kind of like the end of the game. Blow the whistle, hit the bell, do whatever, it's over. All right, next. Job says, what I have feared has come upon me. This, This does not come to Job because he thought about it or because he confessed it. That's just not correct teaching. This came about at a cosmic conflict beyond Job being the source of its origin, but it did involve his participation, just like it does for you and me. And finally, Eliphaz replies to Job, there does come the time for words, and of course our words should speak life, not death. But let's be clear, when Jesus spoke, he didn't just speak theology, he expressed love and caring and compassion. Being theologically correct in a lousy life moment is not a win for anyone or anything but our own pride. Ouch. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. You know, I just just think, I got to tell you. So when I was like eight, seven, I'm sitting in the chair. My grandma comes in the door. It's Southfield, Michigan, 25570 Catalina Drive, Southfield, Michigan, 48075. I know exactly. This is how specific I am. She walks in the door, and she looks at me, and I'm sitting on the chair, and I'm looking at TV. I'm like seven. And I have my head on the chair, and I'm looking at the TV, and my grandma walks in. Okay? This is my grandma Selma. You guys just don't understand. Selma's just like another everything you've ever thought of, triple it. Okay? She walks in the door, and the loudest, Oy vey! He's sick. He's not moving. That's what she says. <laughs> That's how I grew up. Anyway, uh, there's so much more than uh, what I've been sharing. 
first of all, just keep in mind, this is not professional radio, if you haven't figured that out. This is just radio, okay? It's just radio, just doing the best we can. And we're asking you, what do you think? You know, how do you look at these things? How do you process these things? Now, of course, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show. That's fun, too. When you call us, you call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, now this is what I'm trying to tell you. If the earth shakes a little, don't be that surprised. Because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Lucky person, you got the number right, cause you are talking to kid a dynamite. When you talk to Dynamite D, that's like making Mondays fun days, and you like a Monday, and that's pretty good. When you like a Monday, that's all I can say. All right, here's the bottom line to the process. Maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. Maybe you want to share something. Maybe you, in fact, have an actual um, uh, recipe that we could really use teaching us how to make the best possible pastries around because we like pastries or homemade pizzas or things like that, okay? Yes, we like all the food that's bad for us. That's why they're bad for us because we like them. And so the whole point of that, though, is you might have something to share. You might be thinking, hey, all this stuff's going on. I just want to keep my mind, my heart, my heart, focused on the Lord. And you might and most people know you got uh, tomorrow's a voting day and we tell everybody vote, 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 vote. But vote Bible, 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 Bible. And if people don't like it, tough. And if you want to take away my tax exempt because I said that, go ahead. I don't care. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you have all these things that are going on and you get to share. And you get other people to pray for you. You get to bless other people by sharing some of the blessings that have happened to you. Or you can answer this trivia question if you're thinking pretty confident. Who were the two disciples who followed at a distance after Jesus was arrested? Ooh. Who were the two disciples who followed at a distance after Jesus was arrested? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase dot org. Okay, so we got all that stuff done, and we are about to go into this segment of Job that is oh, 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 amazing. But here's the thing. I have to skip through a little bit to get to the section for today, so you're just going to have to kind of bear with me. We are not doing word by word in this particular expository. We're jumping from where we launched last time. We will end up going a minute or so later, but that's the way it's going to go. We're just going to do the best we can. Uh, again, the trivia question, everybody who's texting in is getting it correct. Al does get the pow-pow. Who were the two disciples who followed at a distance after Jesus was arrested. Again, if you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at org. 
Okay, there, got that. Now I'm going to pick it a little bit, just a little bit from last week because I got to do that runway thing. So you got to bear with me. So remember, we talked last week how Job cursed the day of his birth. You can't curse the past. Okay, you want to know why? It's the past. <laughs> it's like, it's over. Over, done. All right. So he's cursing the past. That doesn't work out for him, right? He's mad about the whole thing, right? I mean, he's just, he's pretty upset. We're already past chapter two. Trial's over, but now he's mad. He's mad is that his mom and dad got together and, uh, and uh, had made love together and that he was produced. As though that was going to make a difference. I just, you just have to think about that. Go, whoa, you out on, you're out on a limb here. <laughs> you know you're going through a tough time. That was the thinking. It's like, wow, man. Okie dokie. And so it goes through this whole process, and I want to make sure you catch this because it's important. So he keeps on going, and as he finishes this first little portion, he says the things like, if I had died at birth, I'd be at peace now, asleep and at rest. It'd be the same thing with kings and prime ministers and famous for great construction prices, everybody be uh, construction projects, everything would be the same. Uh, prisoners are at ease and death. There's no guards to curse them you know it's like rich and poor are alike so he's coming going down this same path of being upset about the fact that he was born and the and the and the path just so you can know one of the big differences in the jobinian uh structure and literature is that job is doing all this stuff minus the resurrection in mind <laughs> this is the thing, because what he's just thinking of is, oh, it's all the same. Oh, I'm just going to die. Everyone's going to die. It's all going to be the same thing. Well, see, with the resurrection in mind, it's like, nope, that is not true. So, so, but you're giving him the space, because why? Because he's he's flipping. And so while he's flipping out, <laughs> you're trying to be a cover. He says this in verse 25, or verse 24, I cannot eat for sighing. Uh, my groans uh, pour out like water. Verse 25, what I have always feared has happened to me. What I have dreaded has come to pass. I have no peace, no quietness, no rest. Instead, only trouble comes. Now, these are words of a man who is at the wit's end. Can you say amen? This is a guy that's like, uh, there's no peace, there's no quietness, I have no rest, and there's only trouble. Like, what well, he's got nothing, right? What has happened is some people have taken this portion of verse 25, what I have feared has happened to me, what I have dreaded has come upon me. And they have actually said, the audacity of this is unbelievable. They've actually said, well, this is why it happened to Job. It's like, what? They're like, well, no, because he confessed it and he was afraid of it. And so he confessed his fears and this is what gave life to it. And what planet are you on? If you think that you have bad theology, you got to go bet. Get to a Bible-believing church, okay? Here's the bottom line. God and Satan were having a contest. Job was in the contest. If you would have said to me, well, that's the part that they, that they, that they picked out. That's, that's how they got the contest. There's many places in a man or a woman that God and Satan could find the problem. It's not like it's this moment. And it's like, stop that. It's like, but he had a bad confession. Let me explain something to you. If everything in your entire life fell apart in front of your eyes in one day, like it happened to Job, you would have a bad confession too. I know you don't think you would. I get it. I appreciate that. He didn't curse Job. Job, Job didn't curse God. You probably wouldn't curse God either, but that doesn't mean you wouldn't go, uh, I have no peace, I have no quietness, I have no rest. Instead, only trouble comes. In other words, that doesn't mean you wouldn't have gone, this is terrible. Right? 
I mean, there's a bad thing that happened. He's like, he's kind of responding to it, right? Here's the ticket. Again, Job was clueless. He didn't curse God, but he failed to justify God. And the entire next 29 chapters is all based on this one principle. Job failed to justify God, but instead justified himself. That's what we do when we say this. Gee, Lord, haven't I done enough for you? Haven't I been a good guy or a good gal? Haven't I put up with all this rubbish from all these people? Haven't I endured this? Have I not sacrificed this? Have I not done 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 this? That's all self-justification. Instead of justifying God by saying you do right and everything is deserved, you are righteous and there is nothing that anybody can... See, that would be justifying God. Acknowledging God at every single point, that would be justifying God. Feeling defensive, that's justifying yourself. Ouch! Truth hurts, don't it? <laughs> oh, see, that's why Paul said, if I become your enemy because I tell you the truth... Oh. Ow, ow, ow. Wait till we get to the next section. This is nothing. This is this whole book's just like this. All right. Uh, answer to the trivia question is John and Peter were the two people that followed Jesus. You could have said mercy and goodness. That would have been a good line. But that's not what we were asking. We are asking the disciples. Uh, John and Peter were the answer. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, le- the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. 
I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray, you can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. And remember, when we give you this information, the number you call is the station, the number you text is a different number altogether. So when I get phone calls on my phone, I cannot take them during the show. So you see, so you got to text. You got to text. See what I'm saying? Text. All right, here's your trivia question How many legions of angels did Jesus say he could call to his assistance? Remember, he said, I can call on. Of angels. How many legions of angels? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Do not, uh, please do not misunderstand. I did radio for five years in San Diego. We hardly got calls. I mean, this is amazing that we got calls. I've had more phone calls in this place in, in, in Dallas in one year than I had in five years in San Diego. How's that? That's amazing, isn't it? Anyway, so again, if you're going to call us, you call the studio line, right? Studio line. That's the 972-445-0770. If you're going to text us, that's the 214-210-8483. All right, we do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. And I would love people to really take uh, be aware and listen to what's going to be said. Go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you, sir? I called the right line. Yes, you did. <laughs> We have it every show. It happens every show. People will call my phone, and it's like, wrong one. <laughs> wrong one. But you can't tell them that, so I just felt the need at the moment to share that with people. All right, my brother. You ready for this one? This is a big question, and we've got differences of opinions in answers. So 
don't, don't be shy. You go right with what you believe it to be. And we will make sure it is as good as it can be. Here we go. Ready for the question? Yep. Okay, here we go. How many legions of angels did Jesus say he could call to his assistance? I believe that would have been 12. That is correct, Amanda! It's 12 legions, so that would have been about 12,000 if you think that legion is 1,000, which a lot of people do think. So it's like exactly correct, though. I was looking for that specific translation, that specific answer. There have been 12 legions. So many people are guessing. It's okay if you guessed it, but it had to be a 12 in there versus anything else. Excellent job, my brother. That is exactly well, I, right. I used to sing a song called, he could have called 10,000 angels, but a legion is pretty close to 10,000. He could have called 12 times that bitch. That's right. So instead of 10,000, it'd be what? Like 120,000, right? It'd be like, yeah. There'd be like a, so it'd be over 100,000. You know, it's like, wow, that's a lot. Like, yeah, that's a lot. If he wanted, but he would not, although he could have. What, what a sacrifice he made for us. Thank you, brother. Excellent job. Yes, sir. All right. God have bless you. Have a blessed you. day. You too. Bye bye. All right. So now you we have a translation that says a little differently. Relax. It's just it's fun. It's just a, and and then if it makes you look, that's good. That's what exactly what we want. All right. Uh, okay. There's one of these that's spiritual. I get two jokes. One is spiritual. One is not. <laughs> okay. But that doesn't mean it's not funny. So you might not like it. And if you guys get offended at this, you know. There's plenty of stuff on radio. Just turn the channel. All right, here's the first one. It's more spiritual. Old Zach was very close to dying but made a miraculous recovery. The local Levite priest came to visit him and had a conversation, and it went like this. Tell me, Zach, when you were so near death's door, did you feel afraid to meet your maker? No, said Zach. It was the other guy that I didn't want to meet. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Now, this is – don't – don't. I just know people are going to get offended. I'm going to get, like, three emails. That's so offensive. Stop, okay? It's just a joke. A newspaper columnist was found guilty and found – or fined, sorry, fined. A newspaper columnist was found guilty and fined for calling a countess a cow. When the trial ended, the man paid his fine. He asked the judge, since it was now clear that he could not call a countess a cow, he could call a cow a countess because he couldn't do the other way. The judge said, well, that was all right to do, whereupon the newspaper man turned toward the countess in the room, bowed eloquently, and said, how do you do countess? <laughs> See, that's funny. Okay, you cannot think it's funny because you're – Uptight. I can't help you. All right, so here we, so here we go. Uh, I want to talk about LFS, the Temanite who replied to Job. Okay, and I'm not going to talk about what he replied. I'm going to say something completely different, going to blow your mind. Okay, Job is going through the grief. We're into the teaching now, so listen. He's in. He's 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 he's. I mean, you can't be any more laid out than this guy. Feels like he's going through. He's going through a lot of it. He's feeling it. He's getting into a little self justification. The why me. Why me? That's the self-justification. Uh, instead of you are righteous, you are righteous. Okay, got it, got it, got it. All good, all right? And then it says, Eliphaz the Temanite replied to Job, 
what Eliphaz is going to say theologically is not going to be in general incorrect. Same thing with the other two. Okay? Let's see you're thinking, what? Now, what they said was not theologically incorrect, and you're going to see that application as we go through and examine some of the things that they said. You're going to find out that the response to Job was not that they were theologically wrong. That was not the biggest issue. You know what the biggest issue was? The biggest issue was that those three friends fell into the same mistake that Job fell into. Job was like, I didn't do anything. It shouldn't be like this, blah, blah, blah. And the friends fall into the exact same thing going, it wouldn't happen to you unless you did something, blah, blah, blah. And they, instead of acknowledging that God might have plans beyond what is seen, were trying to give definition to what God was doing, even though God didn't tell any of the three of them what he was doing. Now, how many times have Christians... Don't exclude yourself because you're feeling self-righteous. How many? And I won't exclude myself either. How many times have we as Christians laid out the right theology in response to somebody not having a clue as to what God was actually doing because we got the good theology nailed down? So here must be the answer. And the problem with that is that if the Lord shared with you all the nuances of what's going on, you might have a greater position to do that. But most of us are just guessing. And so why I'm saying this is because when Jesus spoke, he didn't just speak correctly in the sense of theologically, of course, because he's God. But he spoke with compassion and mercy and grace. He riled up and responded when riled up and responded needed to happen. But when he was talking to people who were hurting, he was graceful. He was trying to heal those that had bruises, the people that were withering, the people that were struggling. And he could have theologically said anything he wanted, including, well, man committed sin. You deserve it. See you later. That had been right. That had been theologically correct. But it would have been the wrong spirit for the Messiah who was sent to bring healing. And what we do in, in too many circumstances, even if we think it and don't say it, is we put on the, well, this is the right answer. And in a lousy life moment, the win is not to have the right theology. The win is to have the right, similar spirit to Jesus. You see that difference? It's not that the theology is wrong, but it's kind of like the law and what the Pharisees did. It's not that the law was wrong, but the Pharisees used it so dry that it became a separate legalism. And it's like, no, that's not what the Lord's intending. That's not the goal. The law wasn't made, uh, man wasn't made to serve the law. The law was made to serve man. And if you don't get that, you're legalistic. Sorry, I, that, I didn't say that. Jesus did. So don't get mad at me. I just quote his words. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
there, it's Amazing Jennifer and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Oh, that is la. You asked for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas Vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish, and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act of, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now get ready. I've been trying to warn you guys these trivia questions. Now remember, we don't we don't uh, we don't just do it by season or by holiday. It's like whatever's going on, that's the trivia question we do. Get ready for this one. This is a classic trivia question. I love this question. How about that? 
Fill in the missing words. As close as you can, by the way. You don't have to have exactly, because I'm not you know, I'm not caring whether you're using the NASB or the ESV or the King James or the NIV. Just, just get the general sense here. Make sure you communicate it. Ready? All right. This is from the Paul's letter to the Corinthians. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is blank and you are still in your blank. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is, and you are still in your, okay. If you think you know the answer to that one, then you want to give us a holler, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website and remind you about two things. One, there are a gazillion, trillion, bazillion podcasts. Okay, maybe not that many. <laughs> There's a drazillion, gazillion, bazillion. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot of podcasts. Okay, and I'm adding um, what I'm going to do in the next 48 hours. There'll be three different ways to look at the podcasts. That's what Captivate's giving me. So I'm happy. Big about shot. That. Huh? What's that? Big shot. Big shot. <laughs> uh, and then don't forget money. Right? We want to. So we want to. We want to encourage you to give money because we need it. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. So please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. That was it? Boy, that was a short one, man. That, that was, was shorty. That was really, really short. Uh, what's really? What's something that's really short? Uh, uh, good comedy. <laughs> That's without the laughing. <laughs> without the laughing. Good line right there. All right, somebody's ready to answer the trivia questions. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, uh, hey this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? I'm uh, highly favored and blessed. Amen, brother. Highly Amen. favored and blessed. May the Lord put that upon you two times. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. Amen. All right, my good brother. You got to fill in the missing words from Paul to his letter to the Corinthians. Got two, two, and I know you get them, so just just take your time and deep breath. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is blank and you are still in your sin. Oh, still in your blank. Um, Yeah, your faith is vain and you're still in your sins. That is correct, Amanda! Kind of gave away that second part a little bit. I just can't. It's so hard not to do that. It's like your faith is vain. It's futile. It's nothing. If Jesus doesn't raise from the dead, forget it. You're in trouble. It's over. And you're still in your sins and ain't nothing going to help you. It's like that is so powerful. People do not understand. You cannot have Christianity without the resurrection. It is not doable. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. Totally. Amen. I mean, I hope it's in the resurrection. There ain't no hope if it wasn't for the resurrection. That's right, so. Kim. If you didn't, if we weren't going to resurrect, it's like, what are we doing? Paul's like, why are you doing this? You're of all men most miserable. Stop that. Amen. Amen, Amen. brother. Excellent Amen. job, brother Ace. On target today. 
Yep, thank you. I appreciate the, the word of the Lord. It converts the soul and turns it into a, a salvation. And But we didn't need that. And we don't need more pew sitters. We need some born-again Holy Spirit-filled people out there today. Amen, brother. I'm with you on that one. I totally agree. Totally no, agree. Praise that. Yeah, that right. Hey, can I pray over you real quick? Absolutely. I definitely need it. I still got issues with my uh, melanoma. It's not melanoma. It's uh, better. Uh, anyway, it's some kind of little deal on your nose that I have, and it's getting bad. So okay, let's I'm pray. Let's, <laughs> let's pray because yeah. the Lord, the Lord, he, he can take care of anything. So it's nothing is too hard for the Lord. <laughs> so let's pray, Father. We lift up our brother Ace to you. He's a precious brother. He's been a blessing for me for the entire time that we've had this 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 ministry in this city and in this state and uh, on the on the radio. And I'm asking you, Father. I'm asking you. I'm petitioning you. I'm bugging you. I'm annoying you. I'm pushing. I'm knocking. I'm seeking that you, on His behalf, would touch Him physically so that there could be healing from where His nose is, from where that situation is, from where that cancer is, from where that dis dis-ease is that you would bring healing power on him and that that yeah. healing power would just refresh him and anoint him and empower Hallelujah. him and he'd testify to your glory that he's been healed by the hand of God. We pray Hallelujah. this in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. Amen. And Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Amen. you. Amen, brother. Your Love dear, you. Your dear brother with good words that come out of your lips. So that's we praise you and thank you uh, to thank the Lord for the knowledge you've got and the wisdom that you give us. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right, so because of our time, we'll 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 do our history in the fourth section. This is just the easiest way to do that. And uh, but just be praying for Brother Ace. I just really believe that the Lord wants to touch him. I just I know it's so weird to how to explain. It. And I I love I trying to identify stuff like this. Just like when I'm praying for him, we're just like yes, yes, you know. And I think that some of that in there, there's a, a not just it's a faith and a confidence. And he's such a great guy. You know, you just want the best for that guy. Okay. All right. All right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down shortly and just listen to how I go about it. Just kind of bear with me. Bear with me. Here, this is what how you know that uh, Eliphaz was going to um, not just answer. <laughs> he wasn't just going to answer Job uh, with kindness. You think you think. Well, how do you know he wasn't going to answer him with kindness? How do you know he's going to pick a theological fight? How do you know that's going to happen? And you know that by what he said. <laughs> Here's what he says. Listen. All right. So Job finishes verse 25. What I have feared has happened to me. What I have dreaded has come upon me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Instead, only trouble comes. Okay. Which I thought I always find interesting because it's almost present tense. And then Eliphaz, the team and I replied to Job. And here's what he said. Listen to what he says. Will you be patient and let me say a word for who could keep from speaking out? Do you know what he's saying in, in our equal today? Okay. Well, all right, Job, I'm going to respond to you, but you have to shut up and listen, and you can't say anything because what you said is, is, is like, um, wrong. It's just like he's setting it up before he speaks. And you got you to, these are the things where scripture, it's not as complex as we make it. We just kind of skip by these things. He's like, you got to be patient with me. Okay, and let me say a word for who can keep from speaking out because of what you're saying makes me want to vomit. I'm going to have to get at you. 
That's what he's doing. That's how you connect it to he didn't have much compassion. Why? Because he's setting up his, his response. He's telling Job, I'm going to talk. You be quiet. There's a, there's a, it's not that that never is appropriate, but there's a, a definite danger when you're having this theological or life discussion for a guy who's just aching in pain, and you're going to say to him, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you're in pain, but you shut up. I'm now going to tell you stuff. It's like, wait a minute. You're not even the one in pain. You're just observing. And it's, there's this element where he, it's almost, I don't want to say it's, 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 uh, it is proactive, self-defensive. Because were you going to be patient with me while I say a word? Because who could keep from speaking out? You're sitting there whining about, and this is what he's going to go after. You're whining about the day you were born. You're whining about your parents getting together. You're whining about this. You're saying death is all the answer. I got a message for you, pal, and it ain't happy birthday, and you ain't going to like it. And that's what he's doing. And then he starts by, by what's the smartest thing in the world? He starts by saying, in the past, you've encouraged many troubled souls to trust in God. So he, he acknowledges that Job understands to a large degree how God is encouraging. But he's he's going to skip over something enormous. When we come back, we're going to examine it. And and reason I'm stopping here is because it's very pointed. Okay? Very pointed. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770. The True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them, but most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. And even if it can only be for a short period by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, 
some great sense of wisdom and trust, but heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The David Spoon Experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, which, by the way, I love Don's new recording on the app. So if you can't hear it and you're having a problem with the radio or whatever the case may be, get the app. Get the app from them. Get the app from. I don't know. Is it, is, I know it's on Apple. I'm sure they have another app. Just now. where you get Apple. Where yeah, you your get store. Apps? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The appy, the app stores or whatever those are. I think with Android is Google. Yeah. So I think it's important for you guys to be able to have access to that. Plus, you can also listen directly on the internet if you ever want to do that on the website. There's all these different ways. And we have an app. Our app's lousy. <laughs> how do I know? I built it. So that's all I know. You think, can you say that? I just did. Uh, okay. Here. Here's. <laughs> Uh, before we get anything else, we got our trivia question, and then we'll do our history, and then we'll do the closing. And wait do you see this closing. I, I, I think it's good. I hope you guys like it. Anyway, here's your trivia question. When did Jesus say that his blood was poured out for the forgiveness of sins? When did that happen? When did that happen? When? What was going on that he said that? That's kind of a clue. Uh, here you go. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. Sorry, 214-210-8483. I can get it right. And then uh, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. So Jesus said this. My blood is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. What was the occasion? That's your hint number two. What was the occasion? Uh, somebody calling in to answer. That is a good thing. And uh, what we'll do is we'll wait on the history. Then we'll do history. And then we'll do the final closeout on the show. I love Mondays that go great. Sometimes Mondays are a little harder to get it going. But for some reason today it was just it was probably because I got to escape the dogs. Anyway, uh, so the person they hang up to have them call back? Yeah, have them call back. Okay, if you called in, call back. If you called in, call back. All right? Okay. I do. I did want to say this though. Deb and Deb with the guess is the getting the pow pow. Just to let you know. All right. Uh, the question is, what's the question? The question is, when did Jesus say that his blood, my blood, is poured out for the forgiveness of sins? What was the occasion that Jesus said that in? If you think you know, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Or send an email to david at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we will do the history. So let's do history. Here we go. Let's go live in the past. Let's go 
just ask Dynamite D a really quick question. Feeling more comfortable? You kind of just getting to get yes, getting it. Yes, just sir. doing a great job. All right. Uh, today, I don't know about this one, so we're gonna have to work on this one. Uh, if the first part of this word wasn't in it, I'd buy into it. It's bittersweet chocolate and almonds day. But I like chocolate and almonds, but bittersweet chocolate, I'm like, eh, right? Am I oh, wrong? bitter. No, I like that. It's yeah, like, is bitter like dark chocolate? Yeah, bitter dark chocolate. It's like, uh, it's supposed to be healthy. Yeah, it's bitter. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, it's like bitter herbs. No, that's not good. Anyway, uh, today is Hug a Bear Day. I highly advise against that. <laughs> Why? I don't know if somebody must have been thinking about Smokey the Bear or something. I just cannot figure it out. I mean, why would you do that? Uh, 1665, the London Gazette, the oldest surviving journal, is first published. But that would actually be incorrect because the oldest journal goes back to uh, in the beginning. Uh, Not the Bible? That's right. <laughs> Because God's writing the headlines way ahead of time. People, come on. Good job there. All right, 1948, Studio One, television uh, adaptation of the radio series, debuted on the air. It actually did 467 episodes. That's pretty good. And then 1993, a $52 million art theft. During the night, thieves cut a hole in the ceiling in the Museum of the Modern Art in Stockholm, Sweden. They stole six Picassos. And uh, two other valuable paintings valued at $52 million in 1993. Wow. No word on that. Whether anybody got caught or who knows. That seems odd because who is going to buy it? And that's the thing. If you buy it, you can't sell it because as soon as you sell it, they can track it down. So somebody's doing it's got tons and tons of money and just doing it for private stuff or something. It's got to be some weird. But then again, David, is also 20-something years ago, right? Yeah, 30. Let's see, 93, 03, 13, 30, 30, 29 years ago. Wow. Not in my room. <laughs> I do have a very expensive painting, though, in my room. Now, besides the nice stuff that Annika and Neil got me, I have a very nice painting. But the problem is it's uh, BN. You know what, what is BN? that? By numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, put blue here. Okay. <laughs> That's how I got to do it. <laughs> put green here. Okay. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Back to the. That's right. We have fun. Now, what did. When did Jesus say his blood was poured out for the forgiveness of sins? Now, come on now. People, this is a particular event. And I will give you one more hint. Oh, somebody's calling in. Oh, that's good. Because the hint was nobody would have wanted the bill. Nobody would have wanted the bill. You see, see that's it's kind of a cute kind of hint. All right. But we do have somebody that's calling in. Ready? All right. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Wonderful to hear your voice. Thank you. All right. This is a classic question. Straightforward. What did Jesus, I'm sorry, when did Jesus say his blood was poured out for the forgiveness of sins? When he was being crucified? Before that, here's your hint. Ready? That's a really good guess. Before that, 
Somebody would not want to pick up the check from this. Where was he that they wouldn't? Uh, the Last Supper. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> <laughs> <Get in. laughs> That's the first time he said, this, is blood. this blood is poured out for me for the forgiveness of sins regarding to the New Testament. So that, that you got that hint, though, right away. That's very, very good. You're the first person to get the hint. <laughs> I wanted to thank you, David, about not last week, but the week before that on Wednesday, you prayed for Susie and I, and I wanted to thank you for that. How's she doing? Um, she's doing okay. Okay. All right. She's, she's dealing with a dog problem right now. Oh, so. oh that's it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep praying for her, and you're more than welcome. If there's anybody or anything we need to pray for, never hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be glad to, glad to be a part of it and join the struggle, okay? Well, thank you very much, and y'all have a good afternoon. All right, thank you. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. See, and what's great, though, about Deborah, see that one hint? Bam, she got it. Wouldn't want to pick up the check. Wouldn't want to pick up the bill. Last Supper. That's right. <laughs> I was thinking the cross too, so we both. Yeah, now that's the, that's that's the right thing to think, but this was just a particular, you know. Okay, all right, we're done with that. We're done with that. We're done with that. I don't even know how much time we got because my clock went away. We got like four minutes. Let me finish this off because I want to make sure I do a good job uh, for everybody on this. Okay, all right. Uh, so here's I'm going to run it through and just teach you the or teach do i'm gonna do a runway to it and then finish off in it here we go uh, lfs the team and i replied to job uh will you be patient let me say uh, a word for who could keep from speaking out now here's what he says in verse three in the past you've encouraged many a troubled soul to trust in god you've supported those who were weak your words have strengthened the fallen you steadied those who wavered but now when trouble strikes you faint and are broken. <laughs> I'm just, I've got to say, you've got to catch what this is. And I understand that. I, people are going to go, well, you're reading into that. Nah, I don't think so. Here's what he says. He says this. You've encouraged troubled souls. You've supported people who were weak. You know what? You've strengthened the people that have fallen. And the people that are kind of wavering, man, you've steadied them out. But when you have something happen, now just stop right there. <laughs> this tells you that Eliphaz is comparing what Job just went through to people who are wavering, People who need to be strengthened, people who need encouragement, or people who are just having a problem. And what Job just went through is substantially deeper and more profound than any of those things. But in Eliphaz's mind, because it's theological now and not compassionate, he's not seeing the experience that Job is going through. He's just seeing the practicalities of the application of the law from a, from a legalistic point of view. Job lost his not just his livelihood, but co-workers, probably friends to some degree, all of his kids, his health, his wife in, in, in a certain sense, all of it just and to compare that to somebody who's having some waving wavering problems, it's not it's not that's not right. in the past you've encouraged people to them they're troubled you supported people, you gave them words of encouragement. you've steadied those who were kind of wavering a little back and forth. And now when trouble strikes you, you fall apart like a broken fortune cookie. <laughs> it's like a, 
I, I would just think if I was Job's relative and then Eliphaz said that about me, I would throw something at him. Because <laughs> you're, you're comparing somebody who's having a moment of crisis of faith to what this guy just went through. But the principle is that he's not seeing the experience that Job went through through Job's eyes. He's just addressing it by text. You see that? You want to know why we don't see more healings? You want to see why some of those things happen? Because we don't operate in the compassion and the grace and the mercy that Jesus did. That's why. Because we're not like him. We're like the Pharisees. And guess what the Pharisees did? No miracles. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, ouch. And that's me too. I'm not, that's not the condemnation of you. It's me too. It's like, man. We've got to do better than this. Can you say amen? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.